Hi, kids. Hey. <laughs> welcome go. back to Sandcast, everyone, and welcome back, Katie Spieler. The honey bee, it's been one too long since I've seen your face. A brief glimpse on Saturday, and definitely way too long since we've had you in the yeah, studio. Yeah, it's been a minute. I feel like I got to see you guys start up Sandcast, and yeah. then... Now we're in this studio. The upgraded Looks a little studio. different. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Exactly. And you guys have grown a lot, so it's been fun to see the progress. It's been we fun ha- to we do. We haven't had any honey in the fridge <laughs> or in a little while, but Got to okay. restock just... you up. I'm behind. <laughs> the hives are Dude, slacking. Dude, my daughter now. is uh, obsessed with honey. Oh. Like, it's dangerous. Like, I, have to, I had to move it to somewhere else because if she sees it, then she can't get her brain off of it. Only so. the best for Naya. I got yeah, it. She is honey girl. Yours is top shelf. It is. Yours <laughs> is definitely on top shelf. Yeah, yeah. What kind of honey are they making right now? They're making some lavender sage honey, okay. but Whoa. honestly, it's been a tough year for the bees. Last year was tough, as it was for everyone. <laughs> but um, The bees had their own version yeah. of COVID. <laughs> He's had a little <laughs> pandemic. We need some more rain. Okay. So okay. I think the the blooms weren't as great last year. <laughs> Not enough nectar. So we've had what two La Ninas in a row. I know. We? I like hate La Nina. Like get her out. Yeah. I need. <laughs> She's the worst. She's the worst. <laughs> it was we funny need... talking to when we were at Laird and Gabby's house, mm-hmm. and Laird Hamilton really hates La Nina's because oh, yeah. there's no surf. Right. There's no big waves. <laughs> it's kind of like the worst of everything, like super cold water, no rain, not great waves. Like, I'm like, come on. I don't even <laughs> think about long. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've heard of it, but I've just been like, damn, the water sucks here. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking hate the cold. I can't wait yeah. to go back. <laughs> yeah. But you're telling me there's going to be a warm period? We need an El Nino. It's coming. We do. Okay. It's coming? Yeah. All right, perfect. Yeah. Post-COVID. Yeah. El Nino. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Have you been able to surf at all? Or is I, that like knee still? Yeah, I haven't. So ACL, they say surfing is kind of like the return to sport, which is about nine months at okay. the earliest. But there was a surfer who competed in the Olympics, and he tore his ACL, but only partially. Okay. He tore it 10 weeks before Tokyo, mm-hmm. and he was able to get the surgery and and surf. It Wait, was so he crazy. Got the, he got the surgery and then yes. surfed in the Olympics? Yes. I think John. John John oh, Florence. John, John, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, like not, he was not on tour. He's like, I'm just going to go to be in the Olympics. Holy cow. Yeah. I, and it was different because it was a partial ACL yeah. reconstruction, but still, it was so That's impressive. Nice. But, yeah. yeah, like the guy yeah. probably creates the most G-forces yeah. of anyone who surfs. Yeah. Well, besides the big wave guys, but yeah. Insane, yeah. But haven't surfed quite yet, but now I, I think I'm kind of cleared to do everything. Yeah, so well, you've been slacking, obviously. Your yeah. past 10 weeks, you're kidding. <laughs> I know. John John really upped me on that one. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you came back pretty much as early as possible. Like, you competed on Saturday. And for our listeners, this was, like, a couple weeks ago because um, we got a couple episodes coming out before yours. But you came out, you're, you competed, like, before nine months was up, right? Yeah, a little bit before nine months. I wanted to test it out because Austin is like exactly nine months. And so 
I think there's just so much to competing that you can't get from practicing. So Mm -hmm. even just like game pressure and for me, reactions are much quicker in a game versus practice because I don't know. There's nothing controlled about the game. You don't know where your opponent's going. And those are kind of the things that put the most pressure on my knee is like quick change of direction Mm -hmm. and things. So it felt pretty good. And I had actually never played without the brace. And I did like two games on it at that tournament. No brace. So it felt good, and it, I was so sore, but I bet. the body is insane. Like, the how fast my knee has been able to adjust, it's kind of, they explain it to me, like, you basically want it to get a little swollen because that means you're putting it through some trauma that it's not used to. Mm-hmm. But the more you do that, as long as you rest and recover, that trauma is just going to, it's going to adjust, adjust, adjust. So yeah. even, like, week to week for me this past month, It's insane. Like, I went from being able to play maybe one game, and then I'd have to take, like, a full day off my feet to being able to play, like, five games and, like, practice every day in a row, and it's fine. But it's it's been crazy to see how the body works. Yeah. What about, I mean, mentally, when you... Because I know ACLs, it's tough to cut after, and all the change of directions that you're so good at. Yeah. Was it tough for you to, like, really... Get, like go back full speed mentally it was weird because I was told so many people were telling me a lot of the ACL return to play is just mentally trusting your mm-hmm. leg but I went through it progressively so I started drilling and I would kind of just take one step to a ball mm-hmm. and then I would take a few steps but I wouldn't dig the ball I would just kind of progress that way but the first day that I played a live game, I was full on like diving on that knee <laughs> and I felt no, like I'd almost do it and be like, oh, I'm glad I'm doing that. But I felt no mental like block there. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I feel confident coming back pretty early is because I feel really strong yeah. and my numbers are good. And then I also have no mental like block there and no babying of that knee Mm -hmm. so I think that's like half the battle is that something that you like really worked on to like have that mindset and to come back without any hesitation or like full trust in what you've done to you know yeah I don't think I worked on it mentally but the amount of work I've put in Mm -hmm. I just know like it's kind of like when (laughs) you put in all the practice and you get to the tournament and you're like I'm good Yeah, yeah yeah so I have that and I've had literally the lucky I feel like the luckiest person in the world with the people who have helped me like my trainers at p3 I have like the top pt people in Santa Barbara just like whenever you need anything just shoot me a text and they get me in and it's insane so I just feel like I've been put in this position where I like am almost I need to work as hard as Mm -hmm. I can because I have so many amazing people helping me yeah So, yeah, it's just been kind of like a good whirlwind of things that came out of an unfortunate event. But the stars just keep aligning. And so I'm like, oh, cool. I'll (laughs) just keep going with it here. For sure. I I heard of uh, P3. I remember hearing about them like back when I was in high school. I want to say, I mean, all the players that... uh, was it Raji and yeah, Stein? Dax, Did Stein go up there? Uh, Stein was there, yeah. Yeah, I remember Stein talking about it yeah. back in the day. And there was like some like cutting edge, like 
some guy. It was like a doctor or something mm-hmm. who was working on yeah, some Yeah, Marcus Elliott is Marcus the guy. Marcus Elliott, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I've been hearing about that place for since for 15 years probably, since like high school. Yeah. How, how uh, I mean, you got to be stoked to have such a high-performing oh, yeah. spot. Because if you're in Santa Barbara and there's nothing good up there, you're kind right. of screwed, right? Yeah. You're not going to drive to L.A. Yeah. for your rehab. Or you yeah. would, but you'd probably have to like, stay down here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's an insane resource. So it just so happened that Marcus Elliott, he's like a Ph.D. Did he, he start it? He started oh, okay. it. So, yeah. Yeah, and he, it just so happened that he started working with a lot of beach volleyball players. Mm. So at the time, it was like Todd and Dax, and then Stein would come up. Yeah. Nick was in there, I believe, and Brooke Niles was uh-huh. also in there a ton. And so he got pretty into the beach volleyball scene, but now they're like all NBA, MLB, like that's their main focus. Huh. So for them to like put in the time for me is, yeah. I feel so grateful. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been cool because they've brought it full circle. They have like a one of the top, indoor players in the world is in there right now her name's kim you guys would know her but she's from, from korea oh, she's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the big I've outside heard, hitter yeah. for yeah. korea so yeah they're getting more it's of like impressive. the volleyball back in there so it's been fun you got me thinking why don't i live in santa barbara <laughs> <laughs> it is i want to get out of la so bad life. come on I'm in like, i love santa barbara and they have great training yeah and that used to be the spot too yeah because when that was when like uh Todd and uh, Phil. Dax and Stein and when Phil came oh, out, when I Phil see. and Nick came out, like they, they went, went to Santa there. Barbara because yeah. that was where yeah. like the best players were. I think Sean yeah. was Sean Scott up there. I don't, know. I don't God, think he was we there, but he there. would drive. Yeah. And um, yeah, when I was growing up, Nick was coaching for the youth club because okay. he was trying to find you know ways to make it work right. while he was training. But that has literally been like I've been manifesting like bring volleyball back to Santa Barbara, and it's been happening. Yeah, Carissa, she made Carissa her way back. Cook. You can, you can't stay away from each other for I too know, long. I know. You had to pull we each just other like close. to be close. Yeah, Carissa. You, you Travis are available. Well, you know, I got the wife and kid, but, but, but my I'll put my energy towards okay, it. Good, I would good. love to live up there. It is the good life. Yeah. I've just been so happy. It's been a silver lining of yeah. the ACL. Right, you get to go and, back home. Yeah. Yeah. Live in that smaller community that mm-hmm. you probably know everybody and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, it's like the help that I get. Like even with volleyball, it's like really good guy players are like, oh, we'll serve you every ball. We'll we'll run up and block for you, whatever you need to prep for Austin. I'm like, Sick. okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So it's really cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We, we had, um, last time me and Tri did a fan question episode, we had one, a person asked, like how? What are the best ways to get through an injury to recover from it? And I feel like the past nine months, the answer should have just been just watch whatever yeah. Katie's been doing, because I feel like you've dealt with this so well, and you're already back physically. Like you're competing at the earliest return to sport date at like a really high level. Like mentally, like you're super happy. You found all the silver linings. Like East Beach seems to be going great. Getting into real estate. Yeah. Manifesting Santa Barbara growth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it. it's just been a combination of a few things, but, like, perspective. Like, I tore my ACL, but there's so many worse things that can happen to people, and I'm able to come back and play a sport 
And the recovery chances for ACL are really high. Like it's a very common injury. Mm -hmm. So I always knew I was going to get back to playing, which was great. Just having that light at the end of the tunnel. And then, yeah, I think also just realizing that there's a lot of things other than volleyball. And that's so hard for a lot of us because I'm like such a volley enthusiast. But it, yeah, forced me. I got my real estate license, helped my mom with real estate was doing ocean swims every day, found like a great group of friends in that and just in a different community from it. So found ways to kind of get excited about what that change of direction was going to bring to me. And then I also think it's going to, in the long term, benefit like my playing because just gives me more perspective. I got to actually work on a lot of vision work. I like called Todd Rogers right when I was getting surgery and I'm like, Todd, give me (laughs) drills for eye work while I sit in my straight leg brace. So he literally gave me like a progression of eye work. And that's been something that like, I I really, yeah, I really, I I feel, I feel you, I sense you. Like the whole look thing, I don't know. <laughs> I know, I was always like, I'm just a feel player. Like, yeah. Todd, I don't need to work on it. He's like, no, you need to work on it. People are beating you. And I'm like, yes, yes. They are. You're right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that was cool because it gave me like nine months where I literally also in like a straight leg brace. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is the only thing I can mm-hmm. work on. Yeah. And like visualization, yeah. meditation, those things. Um, but it gave me the time to try to work on something that was really frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And I used to just try to look and then I'd like throw it away. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can't look. I need to like get a kill. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's, it's been a little tough trying to now bring it to like live play, but I think it will get there. So it's, uh, it's so funny when you're working on vision in a practice, you're like, Oh, I can see everything. Yeah. Then you go in a game and you're like, yeah. Oh, oh, oh ball here. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's like, so... now I see a blurred figure. <laughs> no details on that look. Because yeah. it's always like the transition of being out, like the mental processing of being able to take what you see and right. then in a quarter of a second, know the right thing to do with it mm-hmm. and then also execute it physically. Without the ball like dropping. Through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It all happens like... so fast. So when I see, like, Tim Baumgren takes a huge look and Todd used to take a big look. When I see guys take that big look, I'm like, what you're doing is astounding. I can't. It's crazy. I, I can't handle that. Yeah. It's <laughs> like up, that. down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really cool because I called Todd recently and I was telling him, yeah, it feels pretty good. But then I had this other thing in my game and he was like, no, let's go back to the vision. Like, really, how's that feeling and all this stuff? And he was saying... So I was like, yeah, as I've gotten into live play, it's a little harder. I'm not seeing as detailed. But he was saying until his last day of competing and even now when he's out coaching at Cal Poly, he has to actively remind himself to work on the vision, like warming up. He'll be like, okay, got to look every time that I toss and snap the ball to my partner. I have to look. And he just said like. It was just something you had to keep doing and it would get better and better, but he never felt like fulfilled with it. He always had to like actively, yeah. which I was like, whoa, because he's like the king of good. vision. Yeah. Yeah. So, whoa. Yeah. It's funny because yeah, most right. people don't look, but then like you get back on defense and you're throwing in all these jukes. You're like, 
I'm not even looking at you. <laughs> You're just like slowing yourself down. What am I doing back here? <laughs> You're providing a good show. Yeah. I remember, because A-Rob is the king of like yeah. jeeps back there. You shake, but don't move. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be watching our film, because I and I usually just watch it for me, but then... I remember Will Hoey was like, dude, watch it, the, like, the 12-minute mark of this match. And A-Rob's like, <laughs> I was dying. Oh, I was like, man, if defenders do that to me, I'd have no idea because I can't see him, but Will was cracking up. <laughs> That's so funny. I know, someone was joking. I'm like, yeah, my vision didn't feel that great. And they're like, you don't want to see too much. Like, that's kind of awkward sometimes. Like, <laughs> imagine seeing A-Rob and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, hit the ball out because you're so confused. Oh, shit, do I hit that? <laughs> just let it drop. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned that, like, you were able to get that perspective, right? Because ACL is super common. Everyone recovers from an ACL injury. It's not like a life or death thing. But that probably took a minute. Because yeah. I know, like, when you tear your ACL, and I don't even know if you knew immediately that something was very wrong. Um, but when you found out that you tore your ACL, I feel like at first it's like world's crashing. Right? Yeah. Because especially you guys are the two most active people I know. Like you're um, always like wanting to swim or work hey, out or yeah. play. <laughs> and then to have that taken away from you, especially because you've been playing for so long and you just love playing volleyball. How long did it take you to like have that switch of, okay, this mm. can be good. Like yeah. I'm going to be fine. Yeah, honestly. So when I went down, I heard three pops Whoa. and I new like I I'm pretty optimistic person mm-hmm. or realist but I everyone was saying oh no you're good you probably just you know twisted I knew because I heard three pops um and I had this 30 second yeah. thing like on the ground and I was like no I'm just gonna be a club director for the rest of my <laughs> life and then like juniors volleyball <laughs> But I honestly, it was a pretty quick switch. Like mm-hmm. I, once I got over that initial <clears throat> thing, and honestly, getting the news that I just tore the ACL, it was really hard to get an MRI. Like get these things. It took forever. That was the worst part. Like not knowing. Uh-huh. And then when I knew and I had a plan, I was like, okay, this is the route I'm going. And I had the clarity. Um, but when I didn't have that clarity, it was kind of like you know your whole world's up in uncertain hands and you're just waiting. So that was a little tough. And then it was a little hard being unactive. Like when I was post-surgery and I couldn't move and was just a little uncomfortable, I didn't have much pain though. It was the weirdest thing. Like I didn't like to socialize because I was pretty uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I couldn't pinpoint like, oh, I have shooting pain right here. It was just kind of like you know, waking up a lot at night and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But pain wasn't bad, and I was able to get in, like, swimming pretty soon thereafter. So I found ways. I was doing, like, ropes in the gym. Oh, sorry, with a straight leg brace on, just, like, getting in <laughs> no those way. arm workouts. So definitely found a way. So you were going to come back, and you were always, like, strong in tone. I figured you'd come back with Jack, just ocean swims, <laughs> pulling only, doing Trap ropes, queen. like, legs straight out, <laughs> just curling, watching TV. Yeah, I tried to, once I got closer to actually playing, I was like, okay, I need to settle down, not swim every day, and maybe lay off some of the extra workouts. Yeah. When did you start touching the ball again? 
Um, I was even in my straight leg brace. I was peppering, sitting down when I was doing Todd's little drills against the wall. But I would say about three months ago, probably I was on the sand and like drilling. And then it was that progression where I just got more live as it went by. So I've been playing games for about a month, month and a half. Okay. We're going to pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. And Try and I are so stoked to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball. And Try put us well over the 100,000 mile mark for the whole Sandcast family. And neither of us got sick a single time. All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road, everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious, and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that, and my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, we cannot recommend it enough. It, it's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day, which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're gonna be paying more than three bucks a day anyway, so you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over a 100 bucks a day in vitamin supplements and he decided to just found his own and now we're on the the 51st or 52nd iteration of athletic greens and it is so good and it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere it, i i actually was uh led to athletic greens by t- the tim ferris podcast and then joe rogan also has it on his podcast and between those two you have 90 percent of the high performers in the world and now they're here on Sandcast, keeping the boys healthy. Uh, so right now, for you, it's it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people, okay? And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, and I'm going to say it again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com Sandcast. All right, that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love, and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed 
whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe. We got 16 AVPs, 16. And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next, and AVP America is just full, and we are just going to be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson Volleyballs as you can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com, and on the sidebar, there's an easy sign-up form. We would love to have you join the newsletter. It's not just Sandcast news. It is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today. But it was probably pretty fun to compete again. It was just like CBVA, but I'm sure yeah. that that was like pretty cool just to be out, like seeing all the people. It's a tournament. Yeah. That would have been pretty fun. It was super fun. I was a little worried that like my I wouldn't be able to have the perspective of just appreciating <clears throat> playing because uh-huh. we're all super competitive. Yeah. But it's like, I got to put it into perspective. Like, I'm literally coming off a knee surgery, nine months. Like, I really wanted to just be happy to be there. Yeah. And so I'm so glad that I was because it was so fun just to compete. And it's like the results, like, weren't good at all. But I was just so happy to be there and am stoked on playing. And honestly, like, that has been different from when I went down. Like, I, I loved volleyball, but... There was something where it was a little bit not as, like, fun for me. And I think that that nine months and that knee surgery, like, that changed it for me. I'm just so happy to, like, be out there. And mm-hmm. whatever happens on the court is it's what it is. But it's about, like, just being out there for yeah. me. So, yeah. I feel like that's come up on the podcast a couple times. Like, having, <laughs> like, when Sarah, we had, we talked to Sarah Hughes uh, a couple days ago and how... She never had volleyball taken from her, but she had that, like, weird two-year gap where she didn't really have a set partner. Right. It was just, like, brutal timing. Yeah. And that, like, she just has this sort of appreciation for, like, when you go through that plight or yeah. you have that gap and you just come back and you're like, wow, this is so cool to just, like, be back to where I was. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just fun to, like, get that new sense of appreciation for it. Right. It's like a, something I've been thinking about lately, too, is, like, do we have to have that, like, extra pressure on ourselves to win everything and do every little thing right because in the back of our minds there's always like well i could do a little more i could do more Mm -hmm. it's kind of this stressor right but it's kind of also this thing that fires you up and like you're Mm -hmm. and you accredit success to it Mm -hmm. but lately i've been like 
I'd be nice if I didn't have. <laughs> what if I can let go of that and just know that I, whatever the work I did is fine, and be less stressed out person. Yeah. But then I'm like, I know. If my game slips at all, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. You know, I don't know yeah. if I can do it. It's weird because like, I think that nagging that you have, and probably every competitive person, that's why you're so good. Yeah. That's why you're one of the best blockers in the right. world. Yeah. And split blockers. Yeah, but let's say, <laughs> let's say um, now you're a veteran, you know the time that you put in, all, all the key points that you got to hit to be successful. You do that. You don't have to think about it because it's scheduled, it's on paper, mm-hmm. and you just execute it. And then outside of that, you don't worry about it at all. You just fully let go. It's just like, just like, of like you just like accept on the you weekend. I mean, our job yeah. doesn't end when we step off set. We're like nervous, like nights before the right, tournament, right? All that. I'm like, I wonder if there's a little more balance yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know. Can you compartmentalize like that? Because I have trouble. I, I, I have a lot can't. of trouble with that. And yeah. I agree. I think that's why. Like, I think if you were okay, just kind of plateauing right. and being here, you yeah, could yeah, find yeah. a way. Right. But I think even if you're the best player in the world and you want to, like, you're going to want to go like this because you want to stay the best yeah, player yeah. in the world, then that so nag is like, little... how? But I right. I was pondering that too because I, I was thinking, I was talking about someone, to someone about the mindset of going and playing a snowball and all of that. <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I could channel that. Like, I'm like flying to Italy. I'm like, woo! Like, we're like, and we want to win, but we're just, we're also just having the time of our lives. Like, no stress, no nerves. Yeah. And I was like, do you think that's, like, a good thing to have in there? Like, well, it's different. Like, you put your whole life into, like, beach volleyball, so you're going to have that. Like, nerves and nag, but, you know. Going to snow volleyball, you're winning by just going because it's, like, a bucket list. You're like, oh, what's happening? Yeah. I don't have to win. Yeah. It. I, I was thinking about that the other day. Maybe when we were in Mexico, when we played Bill and Evan in the semifinals, it was a, there was a lot on the line because me and Bill were tied for the 12th spot in the U.S. system. And I knew wow. that whoever won yeah. would win that 12th spot, which you're on the stipend. You're in the wow. national program. And then you're also in line for the $1,600 travel stipend for the tournament. Wow. You're guaranteed a medal. Yeah. And... I was like, I had zero fun in that mm. match. And I was like pressing so hard. And I was like, I don't know if I would have just relaxed and enjoyed it more. Maybe I'd have played better. I don't yeah. know. But then at the yeah. same time, like, if I chilled snow volleyball, like me, Eric, Vaughn, and Chase were drinking tall boys before a quarterfinal. <laughs> like, yeah, we bad. were a little bit more focused than you guys. So I'm going to say girls snow volleyball mentality. Because then I went, like, I shifted into the, in the bronze medal match. I was like way more relaxed. Mm. But... Maybe because I knew that, like, the big opportunity had passed. So, I don't know. I think I'd yeah. rather go in, like, more intense, like, caring than yeah. the, the snow volley. I just don't think that I think there's a gap <laughs> there and between the snow volley all-stars yeah. and the AVP players. Yeah. I mean, that part, yeah. But what about the maybe the in-between, though, when, yeah. when you're not at work? I think you could you find, know? as, like, a veteran, they probably find yeah. ways to turn it off. Yeah. You can kind of plan things out so that the built, the growth is built in. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to continue to learn. You're going to... Yeah. Because you, you have film sessions scheduled. You have people coming in to help you. Yeah. Everything's scheduled and done right. But then, at the end of the day, you're just like, I don't care. 
And then you wake up, go to practice, and you're like, okay, I care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I feel like everyone has their different outlets. Like, a lot of people journal, and mm-hmm. as soon, it's like as soon as they write, it's like literally out of their system. Yeah, that's or, a good thing. Or, you know, I feel like when you're in the water surfing, like, you're probably, yeah. that stuff's gone. For sure. I don't know. What would be your outlet? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I actually had an interesting revelation this past week. I was just looking out at East Beach and it was, we have a huge spring session for the club that I started with my partner, Dana Kabashima. But I just was looking out and there was 10 courts full of kids and it was the coolest thing. And I'm like, we did this. And I just had this thought that like, this, I'm so proud of that. And I'm so happy that we did that. And like, just what a thing that we created. And I'm so much more than just like, what I'll finish in Austin. Like, there's just so much more in life. So that was a cool moment for me, because before I was so about like, playing really defined me. And it was my whole thing. And then now, from this and just you know life there's all these other things so if playing's great great if it's not great well there's all these other cool things that I'm doing in life and I'm really happy and stoked on them so I think that's kind of been a good thing for me to be able to shut off oh bad practice oh okay yeah I I'm gonna do my best and I'm gonna try to be way better next time because that sucks yeah but also like (laughs) There's a lot else going on. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's cool because like that, your e-speech is, it's so sustainable. Like that's going to continue on where I feel like that joy and that high of winning a match is so short-lived and yeah. ephemeral. Like, and we all know, like we've all had those big moments. Like I remember like as soon as you won Manhattan, I loved watching your video after. And then like Naya was just like, she just came up and you're like, this is what it's about. And she just wanted to go home. You're like, oh, yeah. that's it. She could, hey, she's she good. Could care less. She doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, um, but I want to go out. <laughs> yeah. And like the joy of winning is just this like huge spike, right. and then you're back yeah. in right. a day or two. That's the other thing is expectations. That's the other thing I've been thinking about a lot. It's <clears> like <throat> when we were at Gabby and Laird's. At some point, Laird was like, "Expectations are the killer of, of, joy or something like that." And I've been thinking that same thing too. Like, I just won Manhattan Beach Open. Like. This has got to be the greatest night of my life, right? Like mm-hmm. You pictured that all the yeah. time. And it actually was amazing. <laughs> but I think it was mostly because I didn't have that expectation. Um, whereas, like, when I won Milwaukee, I was like, this is going to be sick. Oh, this is terrible. Like, fly <laughs> home, get back, no one gives a shit. Sunday night. <laughs> wow, this sucks. And I was, like, legit bummed that night. Yeah. Um, but just in general, like, expectation is kind of useless i've been noticing mm-hmm. I, I saw man in the arena you know the tom brady uh docuseries i just watched an episode you, you got me going episode on eight it. he talks about the chinese man or something it's a story of the chinese man i won't tell it, the whole thing but basically everyone's like telling him like oh this happened to you i'm so sorry in the future like it's got to be really bad for your family and and the guy says maybe oh i love that parable the, and then the next you know, something good happens to his family, and they're like, it's so good, you're going to have fortune going forward. He's like, maybe. Basically just saying maybe to anything. Because you don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because you'll never know. So, like, mm-hmm. why even put anything on it? Just live it and, like, observe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when you have this expectation of it being high, then, like, anything that doesn't live up to it just, like, sucks. Yeah. 
and you're just like ruining your own yeah. joy that you could have. Yeah, I love that parable. And I think actually your injury is like a really good example of that because I'm sure when you tore your ACL, everyone was probably saying, oh my gosh, like that's so terrible. What a horrible thing. Yes. And then, mm. but if you sit down, you say, exactly. maybe, because then you look at all these good things that come out of it mm-hmm. and it's like basically good can be reaped out of like any situation. Yeah. And I think it's so cool to see like, you're like so genuinely like joyful and yeah. happy and like back. I think there's been so much good that's come out of your ACL. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you say that because so many people, every person would stop me when I was like Mm post-surgery and be like, oh my gosh, that's such a bummer. I'm so sorry. And I'd be like a little thrown off because I'm like, hey, like you're telling someone that you're like, they have this, yeah, yeah, that you're like in a sucky spot. And also B, I was like, it's not bad. Like there's so much worse happening to people. (laughs) Nine out of 10 soccer players have ACL. Yeah. Female soccer players. Like, I don't even think that's an exact, I made that up, but I don't think I'm (laughs) really. No, never having my daughter play that sport. (laughs) I honestly think it's like above 75%. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm making a, that up, people. You guys can look it up, but it's insane. How many? My sister had four. Jeez. Whoa. Just, Jeez. just to get all the way through college. She was like high level, oh, so man. she just kept going at it. Wow. Yeah. That's perseverance. That's yeah, that's real stupid. Wow. <laughs> She's like, God, I wish I played volleyball with you. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, you were able to obviously see things a little bit brighter than all the people texting you about yeah. it. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, I also come from, like, my dad is, like, such a... We call him Positive Paul. So, Positive Paul, it's, like, too positive. I'd be like, hey, I'll be there in 15 minutes just wrapping up. Everything's going great. It's, like, an hour later every time. It was way worse than he was leading on. But just probably having that kind of around me was helpful. Um, and being around my family too. I moved back to Santa Barbara full time. So they were there to pick me up when I couldn't move. Yeah. Kara was carrying me into the water. I loved For like months she was carrying me. And then one of our friends, uh, who would go on swims with us, unbelievable. She's a state lifeguard. So she's like such a beast, but she would come behind Kara as Kara was getting me out and block waves from like hitting my yeah. knee. So she'd be just be like blocking any white water. So it was a whole scene. Everyone was like, wow, you have some good sisters. I'm yeah, like, yeah, real. yeah. Legit. You cannot stay out of the water. Nothing's no. keeping Katie's feeling no. out of the water. No, I had to get in there. Near, no near, not. Had no. you always done open water swims and that kind of thing or just water in general? Water so sports? I grew, when I grew up, I played a lot of beach volleyball, but I also yeah. did junior lifeguards oh, yeah. and it was pretty intensive in yeah. Santa Barbara, like long swims. Is that like the um, summer mm-hmm. program, right? Yeah. It's like a youth program, right? Yeah. I did that in Hawaii. Yeah. 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 So that got me very comfortable in the right. water, yeah. but I didn't do a ton of swims. And then we just started Got because of the knee, but yeah, now yeah. it's so cool. Like we're so addicted to yeah. them, so feels good it's on the body. Legit, yeah. yeah. Especially being out in the like when it's clear, you have goggles. You're like yes. you're like exploring, you know. Yeah. You're not swimming in a pool. Like I could never swim in a pool. Oh back no, it's so no boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The exactly. black line. Yeah. The black line. <laughs> no way. No chance. Yeah. Well, one of the highlights of my COVID summer was our peer to peers. Oh. That was great. We, me, Katie, and Delaney swam Hermosa's Manhattan Pier. 
Uh, twice. <laughs> That's so intense. That's, That's pretty long. far. It's pretty far. <laughs> like, he was really two fast. Miles. Yeah. Travis was Wait, you went really back fast. and forth? No, no, no. So we just, we swam there and then walked back. Yeah. And then, but we, we did, did it another time. Yeah, we did it twice. So fun. But. So we were swimming. You checked the current before? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding just me? Going straight up the head <laughs> through the current. We just wandered out. <laughs> but so I look back and I was probably we went out maybe three quarters of the distance, like to the end of the pier, uh-huh. and then we swam out because we're out of the break. Yeah. And so I I would like swim every like and then every like lifeguard stand I would kind of check back to see because Delaney, <laughs> um, she would swim one and then run and then pop uh-huh. back in and swim. I look back and Katie's like 200 yards <laughs> to the left. Like deep. out to sea? <laughs> Katie couldn't see out of her goggles. And so every she time I look, left. there's just like little pink head <laughs> that gets further and further away. <laughs> I think I tracked it on my watch and my route was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, I swam like twice the amount. And then they were like, oh, did you see the pot of like 60 dolphins? <laughs> like, no, I missed everything. <laughs> Just, yeah, I'm not a very talented... <laughs> Not a talented swimmer, but you hey. I was fast. I just had a direct route. You swim an extra half mile. Uh, I have that problem too, though. Definitely. It's Maybe not hard. Five, but if I have goggles, I feel like I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. my goggles were hard to see. What, and it was oh, weird because, yeah, like, the, the Pacific's so much harder to see. Like, open water swimming in Hawaii is not isn't oh. too tough because it's so clear. Yeah, exactly. But and and the waves it's so are much still more pretty eerie big. here too, though. Cold oh, yeah. water and and. Not good visibility. Yeah, darkness is you're, scary. You're, you're th- I'm think, I was thinking about a lot of things. Oh yeah, I can't see. And then when I saw the fins of the dolphins, <laughs> okay. I mean the fight or flight engaged <laughs> fast. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of adrenaline. Oh, God, I hope that's a dolphin fin. <laughs> yeah. And I hope they're friendly, like people say. <laughs> I'm like I've seen a lot of shows of people swimming with dolphins, but yeah. Pretty sure they don't ever like nibble on you. <laughs> I, I definitely swim significantly closer to shore though, because I was like, "That's a very big animal." And yeah, yeah, they're physical. They can have their way with you. <laughs> and yeah. I, I can swim okay for a human, but they're going for thirty miles an hour. Yeah, like, I don't stand a chance. No. <laughs> yeah. Also, a fun. rad experience though, swimming yeah. with dolphins. It's just insane. I had a <clears> session where my buddy's on the jet ski. He's a lifeguard, so it's literally his job. He just sits on the jet ski at any time. Anytime you want, you just call him like, hey, we're, over, we're at this break. Picks you up. Well, he's not supposed to. Well. So he doesn't. <laughs> but, but we found a pack, pack of dolphins and like went out in front of it. It was probably 60. And it was like deep, clear blue. You could see like, I don't know, 80 feet visibility. Wow. And, and we we're like in front of them, and they're like going over us. Wow! Like tons of them all That's over the awesome. place, super close. It was like the most mind blowing experience ever. Wow! Nature's we're doing awesome. with whales now. Mm. Whales, you're like so out of like control in that situation, you know. And but yeah, you can still like trust them and trust Mother Nature to like let you up. Yeah. And like to relax in that moment, you're like, this is a perspective that. Nobody on earth gets to see except for very, very few. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love it's time so in nature. Cool. It just gives you such a much needed perspective. Yeah. Like when you're like swimming next to a pile of dolphins, you're like, you know, you'd be terrible that important. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. It's a big world out there. Right. Can't believe I missed that block. <laughs> yeah. Turn to the dolphins <laughs> for our perspective change. Here. I mean, I named my kid a dolphin <laughs> in Hawaiian. Wait, that's what oh, nine yeah. means? Nine means dolphin. You didn't oh, know that? No way. Oh, yeah. oh my God. It's also my high school mascot. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. The dolphins are, are the Nias. Full circle. Nias. Oh, really? My high school mascot was Naya. Yeah. I had no oh. idea. And then I named my daughter Naya. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I like you went to Puno? No. no. Oh. A small... S- AOP? AOP, yeah. Oh. <laughs> small little school. Okay. So I've been claiming Naya's my whole life. <laughs> it's kind of a sick name, too. It is. I'm naming my kid Naya. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Almost three years later, finally got the oh, yeah, the of it. story. My bad. When's the last time you've been to Hawaii? It's been a while. Um, I don't know. It's definitely been about like three or four years, I think. That's a while. But you've been yeah. going to Hawaii since you're like a baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. You your aunt, mm-hmm. Lisa. Yes. Ma. And the Ma'as. Yeah. All yeah. the Ma'as. Yeah. And it's been pretty awesome because Mehana Ma'a mm-hmm. transferred to UCSB. So oh, wow. she's playing. So she was like living with my parents for a bit. And I see her all the time. Yeah. And then my other cousin, Adley Van Winden, at the same time, was hired as the assistant for UCSB. So she moved into town. Um, she's Tori Van Winden's mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. So Tori's up there all the time. So it's like this whole family reunion, and all of the strands uh, grew up in San Barbara. <laughs> oh, they did. So that's where, like, Lisa Strand yeah. grew up. Um, so that's been great because I've been able to see Mehana a lot. Sick. Um, but, yeah, I haven't seen Misty or Malahia there back in Hawaii mm. still for a little bit. So Ma- uh, Micah's here. I just saw him oh, the other day. Yeah. He, got back. he just got back. I need to see him. Yeah. He's, he's just a world traveler. Yeah, he's uh, he was in Poland. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's not going to play national team this year. Yeah, he turned it down. He sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Like, when I, I don't I mean, even hate her, but that's, they don't really give me <coughs> any breaks, and I kind of like breaks. Well, literally zero <laughs> breaks. Like Dude, it's when, brutal. When Zana was telling me what Micah's schedule could have been, mm. it literally would have been Poland, straight into national team, like VNL, all that, and then straight back to Poland. Wow. He, yeah. It would have been zero breaks. Like I have no idea how, like the Shoji's, Micah Christensen, like yeah. David Lee, like all they did it year round for so wow. long. That's, That's so it's crazy. so draining. Like That's coming, crazy. and I only did three months stints, but like stepping on U.S. soil after three months and farm town turkey was like a heavenly experience you know like i was so ready to come back and these guys are doing it what how long nine months yeah i mean maybe a little less than nine seven eight months maybe i think like november depends if you you go into the playoffs and win and Mm -hmm. all that um but dude you're taxed and absolutely drained emotionally and just want to like get back to your normal life, and then you go straight into the national team gym, and then they take you back overseas to go compete. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. That's insane. Yeah. And Not Micah, if you're getting paid, like, millions, yeah. but no one's getting paid NBA money. Right, right. Yeah, and Micah, I think, I 
we've always wanted him to like go for a beach. Yeah. He'd be so good. Yeah. But he's been pretty set like from a young kid on indoor yeah. and like going to the Olympics. And so we'll see it. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he goes down that route and wants to do that. But yeah, it's amazing because I think after a few years of that indoor grind, it's mm -hmm. like the beach, even though it's like not as much money, just looks nice. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> so we'll see with him. Yeah, because be that's fun. what um, Dave Wysorek, he played in, he played at Pepperdine um, and then he played in Turkey for a couple of years and he came back and... Um, He's dating Deanna Kraft, and uh, her and Delaney are super close. And so I was like, yeah, Deanna, like, I'll, I'll get him out. So he came out to practice, and he's like, this is amazing. <laughs> I love this. So I think two – and then he came out to practice for a little bit this morning, and he's like, it's going to be pretty tough to go back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get Mike out to a couple of practices. Yes. He's like, we can run a CBVA. Yeah. We just need to get him a sample. Mike has said, like, he knows he's coming out. It's just yeah. a matter of when he wants to pull the trigger. Yeah. Right, right. Like, dude, don't lose your sand legs. Just <laughs> at least keep them every offseason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's funny that guy Dave was at the national team practice, too, and then they already invited him into the – gym because yeah. they have this developmental program right yeah so now like anyone that comes from indoor or college gets straight into usa which it was like almost impossible before wow yeah. i think they like let climbing in like was one of the first because she's like okay well yeah well why aren't we gonna let <laughs> why are we not let <laughs> that was a good in? decision yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that worked out yeah nice <laughs> now she's on the banner on the wall <laughs> but um yeah i don't know though no beach experience for that guy I think he's played one CBVA. Yeah. Um, but he he was an outside. I was surprised. He passed really well. Like, that's always my big thing with watching indoor guys. I'm like, oh, good luck in the wind. And he was actually, he passed pretty great. But it's funny, like, the feet to ball is always oh, yeah. so tough. Yeah. Like, watching them, I'm like, you are, like, one of the biggest, most athletic dudes I've ever seen. And, like, just... Bambi out there yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like jumping into the net, bra jumping into the net. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, a, a couple of months of just nothing but beach and like people get used to it pretty yeah. fast. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Are you, not, are you going back to the grass, Kate? We so, got to keep you off the hard surfaces. I know. That's a great question. I think no on the grass, unless <laughs> I'm setting in threes. Because okay. I feel like when I did that, I wasn't really jumping at all. Yeah. So the two, so when I tore it, we were playing at Pottstown, and it was not only 2v2 grass, but big court inside out. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> You're on a massive court and it's grass. Like, yeah. it was pretty intensive. So, yeah. was you in uh, Hartung? Yeah. Okay. Bing bong. Love Bing yeah, bong. Bing bong. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Wanted to take a quick second here to let you know about an awesome product that we discovered this off season. It is called Eversun Lighting. Eversun Lighting is an extremely portable and versatile lighting system. Built for outdoor after dark activities such as beach volleyball. We used it in the McKibben Foreman this year. Had an amazing night match, which you probably saw on YouTube. The company is expanding quickly. They're on their third production model, and that unit is called the Apollo. That's the one you're going to want to get your hands on. It is made up of two LED lights, 100% lithium-ion battery-powered, 18,000 total lumens, and if you're going to carry it around, it's about the size of a snowboard case. Weighs 35 pounds, light head detaches from the telescopic mass, which goes from 5 feet 
all the way up to 20 feet high. That mast is ultra light and ultra strong made of carbon fiber. If you get two of these lights, they can light up a beach court easily. You get four of them, it's gonna be like a professional match. You also can swap out the batteries. Each battery will last about five hours. So these are extremely versatile. The Apollo units are currently being sold on pre-order because of there was so much success in the McKibben 4-man. Special pricing for pre-order and the early bird special goes through April 30th. You're going to want to go to eversunlighting.com and use discount code SANDCAST for your 10% off these lights. You will not regret it. Again, use discount code SANDCAST and you can have some of the best night matches of your life. This podcast is also brought to you by Bala. Now, if there are two things that beach volleyball players talk about all the time, they're trying to figure out how can I stay hydrated out there in the sun, in the sand, sweating, playing three matches, four matches a day. If you're in the CBVA, AVP next, you might play 10 matches a day. Who knows? So we're all trying to stay hydrated. How do we keep from cramping? And how do we keep the inflammation as low as possible? And that is where Bala comes in handy. Founded by Dr. Arash Aftabi and Dr. Farnoosh Fadavi, husband and wife dental surgeons based in Southern California, which is the mecca for beach volleyball, Bala was inspired by their 20 years of research on plant-based therapies to help their patients recover from post-operative operative, rather, swelling, bruising, and inflammation after oral surgery. Now, we're not getting oral surgery out there on the beach, but we are swelling, we are bruising, and we are constantly inflamed on the beach. And what Bala is, it's a natural alternative to prescription painkillers with the addition of effective hydration without sugar. Now that is huge. Not having sugar in all these drinks is so clutch. Gatorade, Powerade, they're all loaded with sugar. So to have Bala and a plant-based alternative to that is huge. And so we drink, me and Try, we drink this every single tournament now. Every time in between matches, we're recovering with Bala. Now, we cannot recommend it enough. They have active ingredients like turmeric, bromelain, papain, which are responsible for the anti-inflammatory benefits, and it also contains the electrolytes we need for hydration. So head over to Bala today and get your first plant-based enzyme drink. Get hydrated, lower that inflammation, and play the best beach volleyball of your life. Gotta run it back with her, you know? Yeah. Because that wasn't a great ending to that our... That Pottstown was just a bloodbath for beach players. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lindsay Sparks... Was it Lindsay Sparks? Yep. She tore... And she never... She's still not back. She had so much more gnarly. It was like ACL, what? Surgery. MCL and... Cartilage. So she literally kicked a ball after a play. It wasn't even oh. during a play. And she tore off a huge chunk of cartilage. So they had to take some of her own cartilage in the first surgery, regrow it in a lab, or like grow more of her own cartilage in a lab, and then put it back in. So she had to have two surgeries. Jeez. And it's a gnarly recovery. Like Holy cow. Hopefully she'll get back to play, but it's not as like certain, and it takes like over a year. Man, so that's so brutal. Yeah, I don't, grass is hard on the body. Oh my God, it is. I just don't think yeah i played the, the only grass i played was um wapaka that you won with d oh, and yeah. king carl yeah and i couldn't walk like i wasn't right on the beach for a good three or four weeks <laughs> yeah after well the other thing is when you play so much beach your right. body gets used to like Absolutely. i can i can barely dunk 
a basketball. I jump higher than I've yeah. ever jumped in my life on the sand, but I can barely dunk a basketball indoors. Like yeah. I'm just like clunky, and I land. I'm like, oh, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. You have to like learn how to move on those surfaces. Which if right. you're going back and forth a lot, like as kids, we're straight from the beach to indoor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your body knows how to do it, but if you if don't, not, it's freaking dangerous. Yeah. yeah, and that's absolutely why I think I tore my ACL mm-hmm. is not because I wasn't strong. Yes, it was a weird landing, but also I wasn't used to playing on a hard surface. Mm. So that's why I landed weird. Like I'm used to my ankles just absorbing and with the sand. So I totally agree. I think it's pretty dangerous to switch surfaces when you aren't used to it. And we're landing from blocks like on our knees, like max jumping and then like basically just landing on our knees. Yeah. Like, can you imagine doing that? Yeah. (laughs) Any other surface? Yeah. That's why, like, I um, I covered the clash this weekend, so I was watching oh, the wow. live stream, and of course, it's like a bunch of guys who are also playing, going back and forth. Like Nolan Albrecht is just teeing off, wins the clash, and he's like a great beach player now. Angel Dashier doing the same thing. I'm like, am I the biggest baby in the world? <laughs> like these guys are all just annihilating balls, and they'll play a beach tournament in like three days. If I play a grass, like put me on the couch for a month. That <laughs> is insane. I mean, it's definitely what you're saying because all the East Coast guys and girls, they're used to yeah, playing grass all the, time, all the time, so they flip. Yeah. It must be you just get used to doing the flip, but not is. us West Coast babies. <laughs> and we got this nice, cushy Hermosa sand yeah. over here. South yeah. Bay sand. It's so soft. Yeah. It is. Like, you can and do so deep. It's like, it's definitely not shallow, so... But I mean, how, how long is that, like, elongate your career? At the end of your career, like, having every training here mm-hmm. in that soft sand, mm-hmm. it's got to be, it's got to. Santa Barbara's pretty soft, you. too. Yeah, perfect. So come on Most now. <laughs> Another reason I can get up there. All right. I'm just making a list so I can go yeah. She's got wife. a real estate yeah. license, too. Hey. So whenever, so, yeah. whenever you're ready to flip. Looking for another flipper. Oh. Honestly, I, if I got the green light, I'd, I'd be there in a second. Did she tell you that she flipped the house too? No. Oh, you gotta yeah. talk to the restoration girl. I know. That's why we were really late cool. walking in here. Ah. It was really cool following her project because mm. it was, I mean, she is so amazing, way better at the design part, but we did a lot of the stuff ourselves too. Yeah. Like, I learned how to tile floors. Oh, so. And I was yeah. like, doing the waterproofing on all the windows, like just weird stuff. People were like <laughs> driving by, like, is that okay for a girl to be at the top <laughs> yeah. of like a two-story thing? In a but, leg brace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty fun. It definitely is a so lot of time, though, right? but so fulfilling. Like to yeah. learn, and, and this isn't me, but to learn what you can actually do. Like you, you're yeah. like, I could never rip a drywall out and put right. this up in that. And then you do it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I could have done that the whole <laughs> yeah. time. But like it just, we all just assume that most of the things are like, super difficult and impossible to do which some of them are and I I haven't attempted any I haven't even I had to do one nail because <laughs> it's too high for Gabby <laughs> um, but it's cool to see her do, like learn it all and I'm yeah. just like damn like, yeah you can do it perfect I don't wanna, we don't have to pay yeah. someone to do it for me it's just like the peace of mind so I'm terrible at all kinds of building stuff and like I've always wanted to do like my own oil changes but when my buddies did it, did his, 
I did it wrong, and his car like, like just broke. <laughs> just broke his car. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, if, if I'm trying to like you know build like walls and electrical stuff in my house, I don't feel okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll hire it out. No, that's true. Yeah. I'm not gonna start doing any of it. I'll be honest. It's, it's, some, nice it's a skill set I want to know, but I know it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, you probably had so much fun learning that stuff. Oh, it was great. And I think you have to have someone teaching you who knows what they're doing. Like, my dad grew up in construction, and he's a structural engineer, so he kind of has both of the minds for that. So he was just so stoked, like, teaching us how to do everything. And I'm like, Dad, I I don't want to keep tiling this floor. And he's like, you're learning every tile you put down. But it was, like, the most invaluable thing that I feel like he could have given me as his daughter is, like, he didn't give us, like, money or that, but he gave us time and knowledge and experience. And that's insane. Like, I would value that at, like, millions of dollars because oh, now sure. I know how to do all that. Yeah. And now I can continue doing that or whatever. But it was the most, like, invaluable gift yeah. from my dad. So sure. I feel like you've learned just so, like, these last, like, couple of years, it's just been, like, this crash course in just human growth. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've yeah. just been through, like, so many different things and you're just, like, come out and you're like... Damn, I just probably grew like 50 years worth in <laughs> three years. Definitely learned a lot. Learned a lot. Kept myself really busy, which is nice. Um, but there's always more. There's always more out there. Yeah. So What's next? To, I don't know. What's next is streamlining. Yeah. I'm taking yeah. all these yeah. side things. That's and I'm kind of I'm kind of figuring out what's the most important because, yeah, as I got back to, like, getting near competing, I'm like, why am I doing, like, real estate? Like, I was just like, <laughs> I need to cut, cut, cut. Yeah. Um, so those things will always be there. So that's the nice thing. And yeah. playing won't. So yeah. I definitely want to play right now. But what is next for you? I wanted to ask on your commentating for Volleyball oh, World. I, I have so much fun. You're so good. And well, it's funny because like you saw how it, it all came together. It's like, hey, uh, you want to do this? Are you free? Yeah. This weekend? They're like, sure. Go. Like no training yeah. at all. Like here's where you talk yeah. and here's what you do. It was yeah. just like, yeah, just, um, you know, volleyball. Just, just talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> like before, um, the one of the qualifier matches in at the Pema, um, Prosser had to leave because like his court was going long and, and he has like a real job that he had to go to. And so Clayton texted me and was like, Hey, can you take this women's qualifier match in five minutes? It's like, wow. sure. <laughs> had never heard uh, the only girl I'd heard of was Maxime Vandriel. And so it was really helpful to have that. It was the only one I talked about. Like, it was one so of those Brazilian teams. Like, I can't tell who's oh who. Oh my gosh. Right. And like, because they were both like, 5'11", super fit, like, hair's the same, black visor, Mike, and Brazil defender with, right. <laughs> with the dig. So I just, like, just winging it. I'll commentate as much as I can, though, because I think it's so much fun. And I love, like, you know I'll nerd out on volleyball yeah. all day long. I'm going to yeah. watch these anyway. Yeah. So I might as well just chat about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so awesome. And how did you like your commentating I loved stint? it, too. I learned a lot during that process. I learned, like, how to talking to a mic or like you know public speaking a little bit right. more and I took classes and it's like we're talking about all, all the when you get free time off to like explore mm-hmm. other paths you like learn a lot about yourself and it's literally the reason why we have this podcast is because 
I went and did that broadcast, and it was the same thing. Josh was like, basically, I was texting Josh, like, what can I do? What can I do? He's like, you can talk over the live stream if you want. So I was <laughs> like, okay. Just started winging it. And then I was like, I'm going to take a class, like learn public speaking and learn improv or like, and I did like a broadcasting class. So I learned how to interview wow. people. And, and then I forget how we had the idea to do this. You like interviewed me or something. And then for we the, went on the broadcast. The yeah. Yeah. And we met at the Ocean Diner. And I was like. Wow, Ocean Diner. I was like, oh, I like talking, like talking about volleyball. If it's something I know about is pretty easy. Like, let's do a podcast. And Travis, like, knows how to interview people and, like, <laughs> knows everything that I don't know. So it's perfect. <laughs> That's so cool. Gaps. Try knows how to play. I know a lot about the people who know how to play. And it exactly. works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I can see myself doing it after. But, yeah. like, right now it's, like, I'm not going to volunteer for it because I'm, like, like you said, like, streamlining. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. focus on one thing at a time here. But yeah. man, that time off is so important. Like, yeah. yeah. If we had like, well, we have off seasons built in, which is amazing. But like that same that that Tom Brady documentary, they were talking about his suspension, his four game suspension, it's the greatest four weeks ever. Came back playing better. Uh, Grant got hurt, and Tom told him, "Hey, this is the best time ever. Don't. It's not a negative. Take it because in our sport, they don't give you any breaks." And you just beat the shit out of yourself. Just take it. Came back better. Like, more stoked, more energized. Well, he even retired for a year, right? Gronk retired mm -hmm. for a year just so he could stop, like, beating himself up. So it just, like, seems like taking a break and, like, stepping back and learning new things is seems to always be the right call. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's hard to just be like, oh, I'm going to take a break. Like, I almost feel like... The, yeah, the injury was bad, but it, like, I had to shut it off. Mm. There's nothing I could do. So it, I wouldn't have taken, taken a break if it right. wasn't forced upon me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you're saying, it's, it is pretty valuable. Yeah. So. It's almost like that's why, or what did Mikel say today? Uh, he, he's, he was talking about, he said, take these little signs of my knee hurts or this or that as God's whisper. And then he said, because if you don't take his whisper, he'll yell or whatever. You know, something like that. <laughs> I like that. Mikel's got some good ones. <laughs> that was for Gabby because her, her knee and whatnot. I was like, ooh, that's, that's a pretty good one. But then as athletes, it's always tough because it's this culture of, like, we need to push through, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to work. I'm going to put in more reps or work harder. And so when you get, like, a nagging injury, it's like, oh, well, the second place finisher, he'd take a break. But you're not going to take a break. And But now I'm at this point where I think last year was such a good learning moment for me not taking any breaks. Mm -hmm. And so I'm debating, like I told Tim this morning that like I might not even, I might just not play San Antonio. Mm -hmm. I might just take off because we've played, like, we leave for Cuba on Wednesday. And um, that'll be like our 11th tournament of wow. the year. And it's the first week of May. And I played wow. one. Yeah. And so, and he was like, yeah, like, we should go play La Paz, and right after La Paz, play San Antonio. I was like, well, I'm definitely out for La Paz. I want to hang out with Delaney. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm, I might not play San Antonio. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. And so I was like, it's good. I know how important breaks are for me now. Yeah. yeah. Especially because, like, you can play every weekend through December with yeah. the schedule right now. 
Absolutely. And also for you, and I wanted to ask, because not only are you playing so much, like I would say you are playing the most out of any team. (laughs) You and Tim are playing the most out of any team. But also your work is involved with volleyball. Does that ever, are are you able to kind of separate and that is like you're able to just kind of not play and you're writing about volleyball and that's enough of a change for you? Or do you ever feel like it's too much yeah. volleyball? It, yeah. So I haven't. It's been funny because I think like this past maybe week or two, it maybe has felt like a little bit too much volleyball. But it's also a bad combination of like we've also just been losing. Mm. And I think that if we had been winning, right. that I would be looking at volleyball and be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to write about all this stuff. It's yeah, great because yeah. like you're winning. But like yeah. when you're losing, I mean, it really casts a pall on like, the, like a lot of other things in your life mm-hmm, but definitely. actually what's been really helpful is writing about grass because nice. it's like because it's kind of a fresh slate of yes. characters just like yes. green grass long grass, <laughs> green grass. Like, <laughs> how it grows that kind of thing <laughs> but like because the grass volleyball players are so different yes and it's the like different characters because with beach like now you know me and tribe we've been doing this podcast for almost five years and i've been in like pretty deeply involved in this world for a while and so, like, when I write a beach story, it doesn't take, like, a ton of effort. But it does, like, I have to figure out a new way to write about Gina Durango qualifying mm-hmm. for Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you and Kim or, or whoever it may be. Um, but with grass, I'm like, Nolan, like, what's your story? Like, it's fun. It's, like, invigorating. Yeah. It's, like, this whole new cast new of characters world. and new stories and yeah. a whole new world that I I know nothing about. Yeah. So it's, like, really, like, when I got into the beach world in 2016, this is kind of, like, what it's been like. Cool. So that's been super helpful. That's awesome. And I almost feel like a little bad, like writing fun stories about grass because I'm like, you're just killing our beach players. <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun. And that's great. But it, it can be a lot of volleyball. But I do think if we were winning, yeah, it would be totally gravy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's so impressive how you've used like your different careers to also help you with your career of playing and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Like it's, you've really found a way to be able to go and play events and then also be writing at them. Like, it's just amazing. Like it's really cool. And and I'm like, you guys, I said, we're the two most active people Mm. I've ever met, but I'm also like, I have a lot of, I have a really tough time not doing something productive. So like on the world tour is you have nothing but downtime all day. And so I love having stuff to write about. And it's funny because, like, Lee at, at Volleyball Magazine and Volleyball World, they're, like, all my editors are like, oh, yeah, just focus on the tournament. I'm like, please give me something to do. Wow. <laughs> like, I need something. I'm not going to commentate on the matches, but I'll write about them for yeah. sure. Because, like, you play for 45 minutes, you, like, warm up for 45, and then you stretch for f- 15, and that's your day on the world tour. It, I mean, CBVA is, that's all day. I'm not writing the after CBVA. I'm, I'm cooked. But I, I do like having things to do. Yeah. Um, and then it's always nice because, like, every probably six weeks, me and Delaney will go camp somewhere. And you come back from that, and it's just so refreshing. Yeah. And so, I, I don't know. That's your out. I recharge the batteries nice. pretty fast. <laughs> nice. Totally. Efficient. Yeah. You also have, like, it's like you start <clears throat> looking at your schedule, like, okay, if I play these three events, I'll be on the grind, and maybe I'll win one of them. But it's like... But if, if I play just one of them, is there a better chance that I win that one? And I'm gonna get, am I going to be way more stoked Yeah. if I just win one or do well in one versus play in three yeah. and 
get average win. Like I could play right. ten events and I'll throw them all away for one win. Yeah, you know that's like the exact debate I'm having in my head right now about playing San Antonio versus just taking off lifting, like wanting to play beach volleyball again mm-hmm. and being like full go, ready to go for the first tour series in Muskegon. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Delaney about it. She's like, whatever you want. Like, take off. You probably should take off because I'll probably end up playing like 25 tournaments this year. And I don't think I'll look back and be like, damn it, San Antonio. Right. I missed it. Right. <laughs> Dude, Trevor, Jose, and I have looked at our schedule over the last two seasons and looked at how we did. Like, if we stayed on the road for four events, we always fell off the last one. Mm-hmm. So then we started to schedule that in, mm-hmm. knowing like how long we can stay on the road and mentally or physically play well. And we're, we're actually debating that right now because it's beginning of the season, but we're going to go Turkey, Ostrava, Latvia, world champs. Wow. And we don't, like, four in a row is not good for us. Never been a good number for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do we peak at world champs? But also we're trying not to not stay up, like, on the world tour. For, we've already been sitting out on the sidelines right. for a long time. But, like, it's that important to, to me at this point. Like, I've really seen evidence in our scheduling. Mm-hmm that shows that it, it's not worth it to, yeah. to go to certain events. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and we talk about it a lot because actually, and you were so big on it when we had you on because I remember when we had you on the first time, we had that, our final question of what advice you would give to an up-and-coming beach volleyball player and you were like, just go out and play. Mm-hmm. And no one played like more, like you were, I feel like every AVP Next, every yeah. CBVA, like Katie Spieler was yeah. there with whoever, yeah. wh- whoever may have been. But I feel like that's so good for up-and-coming players to get all those reps and experiences. But do you think as you get higher, it is important to be more selective about what you play? Yeah, I struggle with that because I think like Try and Trevor, they've found that that works. So I think that's so good for me. I'm not sure that I'm like could figure that out. I still feel like I need to play everything, I think, especially coming off this knee thing Mm because I haven't played for a year and I was actually talking to Todd Rogers again mm-hmm. about that because he was kind of laughing. Um, Kim Smith had written an article about recovery, and she used some quotes from me and from John Hyden. And he, Todd was laughing. He's like, it's so funny. You're, like, talking like you're a veteran, but, like, you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Todd, thanks for putting me into place. But I still – so I still – I think it's, like – for your own, where you feel you're at. Like for me, I, I probably don't feel like I'm, I'm not a veteran. Like I still need to learn. And especially after this injury, like I think the more that I can compete, the better, but I'm also battling a little different to where like, I have to be wary about my knee. So for me, like San Antonio, I really want to play. It's not necessary but then also I'm like, is my knee going to survive all that travel and all right. that competition? Mm-hmm. So I think like as that gets better, I, I will try to like compete as much as I can. But I think the main thing is what you're pointing on is that, and you're pointing on too, is that if you're not like wanting to go out and play because you've played so much and it's just becoming this like mundane thing yeah. and they're then... It is like not worth right. it. Like yeah. you're not gonna play good. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. I think when you're young, you're everything's fun. So you're not. You want to yeah. go, 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 go. And then as uh, just continues to like 
get a little bit less. Yeah. And then you just have to like be in tune with what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like April now looking at, and I don't know why she's sitting out necessarily. I heard she's injured or whatever. But I also know that she's at a point in her career she's like, what's going to excite me now? Right. Yeah. Like, I got the gold, silver, bronze. Yeah. World championships. Like, what's going to get me off the couch? Like, I'm just going to go and do a non-Olympic year and just do what I always done. And I, I definitely think there's a lot of that involved with her sitting out this year and just yeah. being like, I'm just going to sit back and give myself the out for a second and mm-hmm. see if that energy comes back. Cause yeah, yeah it's right. the same thing. Like at some point, and she's in her late 30s, 38, 38, 39, something yeah. like that. She's at that point where she's earned, earned her right to do that. Yeah. But it's interesting seeing a, someone who's <clears throat> such a veteran, so su- successful to, to be like, no, like I definitely need to step away and for a whole season. she got engaged. It's yeah. exciting. And, she, yeah. and then yeah. she got engaged. Yeah. Yeah. But every, I mean, every time we've had uh, Tim Baumgren on, it always fascinated me because I was like, right. how are you so good when you don't touch a ball? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I pepper with Brody in the basement. Bro, <laughs> Brody, he's two. <laughs> he's not hitting, yeah. like, hitting yeah. down balls at you. And he's like, but I take so long off. And when I come back, like every tournament, I'm so excited to play. Yeah, and I, I still think he's a physical marvel for how good right. yeah. a player he is. Totally, but right. I think there yeah, is the something to that works. Yeah, we're just mentally, he's just so stoked to play. Yeah, because it's not negative fifty-five degrees. Right, <laughs> I'm so, feeling that right now. Like I'm actually really stoked in where where I'm at because I'm like, all right, I just need to play. Like I don't even care about getting better at practice right. now. Obviously, I do, but. I'm legit like, I don't care. Yeah. Let's go. Throw, I think that's throw a the fucking ball out. That's a great spot yeah, to be. It is. But it took us sitting out against a lot of people's uh, advice and people going, what are, you, what are these guys doing? They think they're hot shit. Like just picking the big events or whatever. And I'm just like, nope. But at the end of the year, we'll see who's uh, mm-hmm. who's still enjoying this. Yeah. Playing the long game. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a long year, but no, yeah, I you gotta take breaks, you gotta stay excited. I think mm-hmm. that's a good way to put it. It's mm-hmm. it's really your personal excitement right. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that your stoke level is super high. Oh yeah, oh, you got some serious I'm stoke. trying to bottle that up, like you guys said, because it's like even for me when I was first able to like move again on my knee, I'm like I need to bottle up this appreciation. I never want to uh-huh. take for granted not being able to like do a jog or like mm-hmm. just do anything active. And so I'm the same way. Like I'm yeah. so stoked on playing right now. Yeah. And I'm the same. I'm like, all I need to do is compete. No mm. more drills for me. Yeah, 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 I love drills, but no more drills. Yeah, I just yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. compete. <laughs> exactly. And so I just want to like channel that as much as I can. But obviously the more you get into the grind, that's going to yeah, yeah. a little bit wear. Man. Just to play a good night match right now with some oh. fans. Oh, nice. <laughs> In Austin, too. Are you thinking like, night match, Austin? I don't know if it's possible. I th- I feel like Do they have it's night possible. Yeah, all the time. I feel like oh. they have the lights. Yeah, that's like I've never played spots. Austin. I was yeah. out those two years. Oh, yeah. And then mm. overseas again. I didn't make it long enough to play under the lights. I showed up. I showed <laughs> well, up no, in actually, Austin once. My I last saw you play. match was under the lights. Hey. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We played at 9 the next morning. <laughs> that would be fun. It's broken. Yeah. So, yeah, night matches still happen for you. Atlanta's night match was nice. 
That was so fun to watch. Yeah. So fun to watch. Now we just got to like fill the stands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have a decent crowd. Austin does a good job. Yeah, Austin's got a great job for Austin. Do you guys think there will be a lot of fans this year? Because the one thing that is interesting, obviously everyone knows, but no day of qualifiers. So you're kind of like a lot of the players used to become the fans in a way. Eh, I don't think it'll be. Think? I don't think so. I, I think that I think there'll be more fans in Atlanta because I think that last year was the first year back since '96. Mm-hmm. Now, like people know, well, oh, it was it's back. scorching hot yeah. too. Like it was, you couldn't sit in the stands during the match. You could, but you were like dying mm-hmm. in heat. Yeah, I think I think more. I think it'll be select because we're going to a lot of new places. So yeah, like going back to Denver mm-hmm. might be sort of empty. Muskegon. Mm-hmm. Old stop, bringing it back might be kind of empty, but I think Atlanta, now that like it's been established as a stop, will be a little bit more full. Austin always has good fans, mm-hmm. so I think it, it's just like I think Fort Lauderdale. I think all the Florida ones, people will probably go crazy. Yeah, because Fort Lauderdale. Florida's been yeah. yeah, they've been crying yeah. for one for a long time. Yeah, yeah. as they should not I mean. played in Florida. Yeah, like, players love it. Fans yeah. love it. A lot of I think, players. I think New there. Orleans will be fun. Yeah. Because that community I wish blown we could, up. I wish I could play in that one. I've heard so much about New Orleans yeah. on the podcast at this point. Yeah. Like good food, good parties, and, like, dedicated fan base. Yeah. Well, you say you, you wish you could play it now, and then chances no, are gonna, people are, are going to be playing in standing water at mm. some point. So. That's fun, too, sometimes. Love yeah. that. I love all that. <laughs> Although, playing it with Paca, when it, that oh, stuff is tough. That was, I mean, yeah. 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 I played a... That's too much. Like full <laughs> torrential flood downpour, whatever you call it, uh, in Cincinnati in the stadium. Yeah. Against Nick <clears throat> and Theo, probably me and Hayden in the stadium. So we had fans, and they were. It was warm. It was like a warm rain, but just like the biggest beads of rain wow. ever coming down. Like my hat Jeez. just had a waterfall. <laughs> Like straight. What flooding. was the tactic there? Uh, Nick was hitting like sky balls wow. to, to look, look up and do look up. And it was like, yeah, completely different game, but it was super fun. Just because, well, we had like good sand in a stadium. There's still some fans that were enjoying it. Yeah. So it was cool. If it was like Wapaka, which is like you're on the side court and like there's puddles and shit. When you have sand that drains the rain, rain matches are, they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're playing a rainy match on on a beach, like Australia was a tropical storm. So we were playing in 20 mile an hour winds and like sideways rain. Yeah. Where like I couldn't wear a hat. Because, like you said, it was like just a flood, mm-hmm. and I couldn't see, so yeah. I just I had to go hatless. But well, like when it's on a beach and drains, it's a blast. Yeah, yeah. I know. I always tell kids like we don't cancel for anything other than lightning, lightning yeah. or I've heard that if the winds are so bad that it could be like a, a risk the of court. the stadium yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean. For my academy, we, like, go in rain because I'm, like, yeah. it's fun. Mm-hmm. And also, if you want to go far in this sport, you have to learn how to play in those things. Yeah, yeah. especially on the world tour. It rains every stop really? on the world tour. Every time. It's terrible. Yeah. Wow. You just got to embrace it. I'm yeah. glad I'm from the East Coast, like, having grown up in it. and Because I've definitely been softened by California. It's great to hear a Californian <laughs> say, we're playing in rain because every time... Like, there's even, like, a drizzle in the forecast. People are like, ah, uh, yeah. Oh, dude, my partner. Can't do it. <laughs> if it's windy. I'm like, dude, we played three Olympic qualifying matches last year in twice this wind. Yeah. And we're canceling. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally our job. 
to figure out how to play on this one. Yeah. No. Uh. Over it. <laughs> and I hate the cold. I'm I'm terrible in cold. Yeah. Like my fingertips go numb. We were in Stad last year. Could see my breath. It's raining and I could see my breath. I was like, this is I'm not built for this. This is beach volleyball. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Two guys from Hawaii <laughs> trying to survive out there. Yeah, took a 17 <laughs> after we had been eliminated from the Olympics. It, was, it wasn't a great Stad trip. <laughs> well, Kate, you'll be playing volleyball in any weather at the moment, I feel like. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm stoked that you're back. I'm so excited. It's great excited. to see you again, too. Great to see you. Thanks Heck for yeah. having me. Thanks for coming on. Fun. It's been too long. Yeah. Good little impromptu text last night. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, want to get on Sandcast? Yeah. Well, yeah absolutely. We're, Kate's is coming over for dinner after this. Like, oh, want to just pop on the podcast first? Like, more time? Yeah. Easy money. We walked right on over here. You guys walked? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're walked. walkers, man. I haven't walked, like, more than a mile, like, to go somewhere, like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. I mean, I have, like, a Disneyland or something, you know, when I'm forced to, but... Every time you say I walked, I'm like, what? It's, <laughs> bro, I'll give you a ride. <laughs> Have you I heard of an walking. e-bike? <laughs> Everyone asks if I want a bike, but walking is my riding time. That's where all my best riding mm. is. I get it. it. I get the meditative yeah, part of it. It hurts my body. I'm not, I have a bad walking form, I think. Oh. Super lazy Hawaiian style where I, <laughs> I like go straight leg and just pull with the heel. <laughs> and it locks my hip flexors, my back. Like, wow. If I lean into it and get oh. some speed, like almost jogging, <laughs> the body's okay. I have to be either like... Not a walker. Like super slow moving or I have to be full speed. Yeah. Try the next Olympic sport race walking. Yeah. I mean, no, probably why you're torture. so quick twitch. I'm over here like a good walker. I'm like... Damn, I need to be more quick to it. <laughs> 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 Alright, we're gonna get walking on yeah, home, get some dinner. Home. Enjoy guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.